As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned? So fresh. And somehow, a clean house makes your head feel fresher, too. With a housekeeper from Care, you can reset your house and your head as often as you like for less than you think. Find a great housekeeper, set a schedule that works for you, and check cleaning off your to-do list so you can put your mind to other, more fun things. Get the housekeeping help you need at care.com. Let's go, let's go. A new WrestleChat podcast is rolling, y'all. I'm your host, the Ant-Man. Glad to have back my co-host, Michael Glavin. How are you, sir? I am doing great. Excited to talk about money in the bank here yeah. just in a few hours. It's going to be a really good time. I know. In less than a week, you, Ryan, John, and Jay premiere the Manchild Chronicles podcast on YouTube. Y'all ready to go? Oh, man. I'll tell you what. Um, I, I've... I've seen the content for this episode, yeah, and it's just something you're not going to want to miss. Okay. Um, we uh, we have some great conversation. Uh, we play a fun uh, game of man-child trivia, which you're not going to want to miss. And uh, man, we're just so stoked to be uh, arriving on video, and we've got a lot of really cool stuff coming down the pipeline. Subscribe early so you don't sound like a total poser. Uh, because you want to have the chance to say, I was a fan of the Manchild Chronicles podcast before they were cool. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, just scroll down on our page, and there's a title that says, Under uh, Other Channels That We Love. And you'll see the link for the Manchild Chronicles right there. Hit that and subscribe. If you're not watching on YouTube, but listening where you love to listen to podcasts, I want to say thank you for doing that. And I encourage you to check out the podcast on YouTube. We've got the link in the description of this show wherever you're listening to it right now. Last week, AEW Collision saw a drop in viewership as many anticipated. 816,000 viewers the very first week, down to 595,000 for week two. It's a drop of 27%. Nothing to be alarmed about, really, for the second week. I think the 816,000 exceeded 
what many thought would show up in week one, mainly because of all the competition, and it's on Saturday night as well. Tonight's show, though, is taped. It was taped on Thursday. Word is, that's something that AEW is going to start doing, and that was uh, put in place to help offset some costs. If you run in the same building in back-to-back nights, uh, it cuts down on how much they charge you. I just believe that there's some stigma around a, a taped show. Raw got better when it wasn't taped. SmackDown saw more success when it wasn't taped. Uh, starting out live and moving to a taped show, that's not really the look that you want with a brand new show like this. Do you feel this hinders AEW's momentum with Collision? It could potentially. The The only issue with doing that is, um, you know, because uh, back when we're talking about Monday Night Raw or even in the early days of, of SmackDown, there were such long periods of time between the the taping and then the actual air date. You know, yeah. filming on Thursday, airing on Saturday, that's not too bad. But just like with a lot of things in the world now, the internet ruins. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and so really the only crux of the whole thing is, man, can I avoid a rogue Twitter post? Can I avoid mm-hmm. a rogue headline? You know, because um, those algorithms, they know what you like. And, and they'll feed you whatever content's available. And so, um, does it kill momentum? I don't think necessarily it does. But I think for fans, it creates a predicament to not ruin a television show that you want to watch. I think you tend to, as a, or they tend to, not put big moments on shows that they've taped because they know that they're going to get leaked. So yeah. you can always kind of go, well, I don't really have to watch Saturday if it's it's taped, and if anything big was happened, I would have already known about it, so I don't really have to watch. I think that's kind of the, the idea that we get now. That's why you know sporting events are so big. You don't get a college football game. You don't ever watch that taped. Mm-hmm. And when you do, if for some reason you have to go to a wedding or something like that, <laughs> not that I've ever had to, uh, but you have to do something and you can't see the game, you literally just shut the phone off. Yep. You stay away from people. You 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 hold your ears, close your eyes, walk around uh, deaf, dumb, and blind, and then put your phone away. So you don't find out what happened. So you can kind of feel like it, it was live. I don't know. I don't really. I don't like it for AEW. But I mean, uh, we'll see where things go. I could see that maybe happening when college football does start up because that's where most people are going to be, and then then watch it on on uh, uh, DVR anyway. But. You know, when it comes to momentum, AEW hit on all cylinders when it came to a sold-out Forbidden Door pay-per-view last Sunday. One where one where we could have possibly seen the match of the years, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. And in the spirit of Kurt Angle, Brian Danielson wrestled Okada with a broken freaking arm. Check out this pick. Yikes. The last 10 minutes of the match, that's what his arm looked like right there. BD is a beast for sure. But let's circle back real quick. Omega and Osprey. Match of the year. Some people are calling that already. What criteria do you look for in a match of the year qualifier? That's tough. I mean, obviously, the the people that you have in play will determine a lot of that. Um, Sure. In this situation, you've got, you know, what could be considered two of the best guys in professional wrestling today. And, And, you know, definitely a showstopper. You know that's that's the the bottom bar. <laughs> like it's, it's definitely yeah. a showstopper. But match of the year, uh, the the ingredients that make that up is you know for me is the match predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, that's great. I don't want yep, the match that to helps. be predictable. Sure. 
You know, um, the other one, you know, which is a little more akin to the WWE side of things, is it just a spot fest? You know, is it is it 15, uh, 15 F5s, you know, 17 uh, attitude adjustments? You know, how, how many... How many finishing maneuvers is it going to take, you know, to get us through it? So having a good pacing and a good build is really important to a match of the year as well. And then last but not least, going right along with the pacing is there's got to be a story. And there there has to be something that happens in the ring that is conveying not us. And a lot of people misunderstand story is not something that happens before or after the match story is something that where it's two healthy guys going in there and wearing each other down in a very methodical fashion and and trying to figure out who is best and so if you can adequately tell a story within the ring combined with those other two factors i think you stand the chance to be matching for me overall performance is the key, but story and momentum play a huge part for me in that as well. Looking back, I believe you have to put Roman and Cody in the WrestleMania match up in contention as well. I think if you pit those two against each other to take home the proverbial title of match of the year, you would end up with some pretty heated conversations. So we want to have one of those with you. Chime in. Which direction are you leaning right now for match of the year winner and why? Go vote in our poll and tell us why you picked the match that you picked. They're on the front page of the WrestleChatPodcast.com. WrestleChatPodcast.com. Go there on the front page. You'll see that poll. You see it on your screen right now if you're watching. That's what it looks like. Go vote, and we'll share your comments next week right here on this show. There are a lot of rumors on some returns in WWE right now, one of which is Bray Wyatt. I just saw a picture of him today a a recent picture the dude looks jacked uh lost some of the beer belly arms have gotten bigger it's like it moved it moved from the belly to the (laughs) to the arms i I believe this quote though was from wrestling world on facebook bray says he's been away because he suffers from a diagnosis that he wants to keep private and here's the quote there's things about me that people don't understand when they see all these chapters in my in myself they kind of look at them as oh like split personalities or something like that if if you ever met someone with personalities, you would see that it's not so cut and dry. It's not so simple. It's not like a movie. I suffer from a diagnosis that I'm not going to share with people, and I like being the voice for people to see on a real basis instead of a cartoonish version. But Uncle Howdy, Bray, and all those things, those are all real. They're based on moments and things that have really happened. The Uncle Howdy, there's so much more to it than you think. It's not just so cut and dry the spooky man in the background there's more to it there's complexities that you haven't gotten to see yet there's things that i don't understand about it and that's the beauty of it it's going to grow organically but the story of it i don't even think has been told yet once you understand what it really is and where it came from in my childhood and who howdy really is it's much deeper than you think it is than you would perceive it to be. And I'm getting chills right now uh, reading his quote. I believe this candid moment from Bray may be more frightening than anything that he's actually put on TV so far. How does this make you feel when you read it? it? It's it's a little unsettling because, man, is is it is it a work? Is it a shoot? Is right. it, you know... You never know. You, you never know. Is it is it a promo hyping for him to come back? But here, here's what we do know. We've always known that that um, that Bray Wyatt, Mr. Rotunda, whatever we want to call him, is a very unique individual. 
Bear. you don't you don't come up with these creative things like he has. Even when he spitballs a promo, there is such depth and creativity to when he speaks. Um, I was a huge fan of the the Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt, um, and and booking wise, he was not treated as his character deserved. But when he talked about consuming people and taking them to a place. And I mean, we've not seen anything like that ever with the closest to it being something of, you know, the, the ministry of darkness, the undertaker character. And, and there's just something very special about him, but in the specialness, you also have to remember that this, this person's brain came up with this and, and there's something a little unnerving about, that level of creativity and that level of depth and that type of content. And so um, I don't know what to expect. Um, what I do know is that it makes for great wrestling. <laughs> Boy, does it. And rumors are that he could come back either before or at SummerSlam. And next week here on this show, we're going to have a winner in our SummerSlam contest. 11.59 Central tonight, July 1st. The entries close. So one last chance for you to get registered. If you want a pair of tickets on the lower level of Ford Field for SummerSlam, make sure you go sign up over at WrestleChatPodcast.com slash summer. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it right there on your screen. There's the address, WrestleChatPodcast.com slash summer. And it's okay if you didn't catch it, you can check out the description of this episode wherever you're watching or wherever you're listening and click on that and get entered before 11.59 tonight. This week, we saw the release of AEW's first video game, AEW Fight Forever, released on Thursday. Last week, here on WrestleChat Podcast, we had the guys behind the game, Dave Knudsen from THQ Nordic and Nick Sobic from AEW right here on the show. If you missed that episode, it was a great chat with these two. Did you have a chance to jump into the game this week, Michael? I did, and I'll tell you what, everything that we hoped for is yeah. exactly what it turned out to be. Yeah. It's Agreed. fun, it's challenging, but it's not hard. But with it not being hard, you can still be skilled at it. And so I was able to jump in, you know, just like I talked about last week on the episode, you know, I, I've got a life, I got a job, I got kids, I got all these things. I don't have, you know, a ton of time to sit down and game, but when I do, I want to enjoy it. And the little bit of time that I got to spend uh, with AEW Fight Forever, I was really glad that I did. Um, it was kind of made me disappear out of the world for a little yeah. while. I got to play a few matches, and I was able just to pick up the controller and set the controller down. And that's exactly what I want in a video game. And, and to be honest with you, I haven't even been able to even dig into the the corners of this game with the story yeah. mode and with all the different match types and stuff. I'm just talking about the base gameplay and it was really, really enjoyable. Yeah. And if, if you're like Michael and you are a big gamer, you like playing games, you'll see the contrast here. I'm not, I, I, I bought my first console, like literally like two years ago, my first one ever that I ever had Xbox. And uh, I picked it up and started playing out of the box proverbally uh, pervert what what's the right word <laughs> what <laughs> what <laughs> i said it and i don't even know what i said <laughs> the proverbial box there was no box 
it was a download. So if that tells you anything, that's where I am in, in the in the course of video games. But shout out to some winners, Fabian Suarez, Jack Hoffman, and Eric Montavlo. I believe he's Montavlo. Uh, the way I'm talking tonight, uh, the way I'm talking today here on the show, no telling what how you really say his uh, last name, but congratulations to these guys. All three won their own copy of AEW Fight Forever because they follow the show on Instagram. Congrats to those guys. If you're not following us on Instagram yet, go do that now because we'll have more fun giveaways coming up soon. Wrestle Chat Podcast on Instagram. I write better than I speak. <laughs> the biggest things this week in pro wrestling was either Fallout from the last pay-per-view or the go-home for another pay-per-view. So instead of sorting through the details of Raw, SmackDown, and Dynamite, we're just going to dive into our predictions for this afternoon's Money in the Bank premium live event. It's coming to us 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central from London's O2 Arena. Let's dive in, starting with Riddle taking on Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. I feel that they're... They're, they're kind of giving Gunther a little bit of the Roman treatment when it comes to him hanging on to this title. Maybe not to the extent of over a thousand days. However, I don't hate the idea of the story being told of it'll take a big man to beat this big man. Purely from a story standpoint, I don't think Riddle's, well, good enough or strong enough or big enough to put down Gunther. It, could he catch him? Yeah, I think so. But unless you're setting up something much bigger, I don't see Riddle walking away with Gunter Strap at Money in the Bank later this afternoon. What do you say? Uh, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, short-term booking in situations like this, while they've been talking a lot backstage and segments and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's um, it's not been something that's felt like it's had a lot of gravitas to it. And so... Um, I'm anticipating a great match uh, between yeah. uh, two really talented guys, but um, I I think that if you look at the WWE from a fifty thousand foot view right now, they're wanting to reset a lot of the records to the modern era, and and I think uh, my prediction long term, which will definitely apply to this match, is that we are going to see Gunter uh, surpass the Honky Tonk Man as one of yeah. the longest reigning Intercontinental Champions, and yeah. so um, I'm staying with Gunter. Uh, even though I do anticipate it will be a great match. Up next, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, takes on Dominic Mysterio. I think it's somewhat handy that in Dom's match with his father, Ray, at WrestleMania, we saw Dom get a spanking with a very, very thin belt. It's something that Cody's even brought up in previous weeks. I wouldn't hate to see Cody, rather than hand off that weightlifting belt to a fan as he comes down the aisle, that he hangs on to that strap to teach young Dom another lesson in this match. What direction do you see this match going during this afternoon's match uh this one this one i'm not really sure i think Mm -hmm. that this could be a junction between multiple storylines um there's part of me that that thinks dom could win in some type of dirty fashion sure there's there's a part of me that thinks that cody could go over clean there's part of me that thinks that we could see the reemergence of brock lesnar um and interfering in the match possibly setting something up for SummerSlam. You know, there's, as we've commented on in recent weeks, there's so many people intertwined in various storylines right now. It's great to not know what's going to happen. And so I think there's multiple outcomes to this match. If you're going to pin me down on what I think will happen, um, I think that the match will in some form either end by disqualification or Dominic wins via interference. Interesting. You know, a DQ at a premium live event 
is not common, and I appreciate <laughs> that. But it's one that uh, it's a, it's a viable outcome in this match that yes. that wouldn't be bad at all. Up next, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, the WWE Women's Tag Champs, will be taking on the two ladies whose uh, those titles were stripped off of Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. As I mentioned last week, I like the idea of Raquel and Liv chasing the titles. I just don't have a lot of invested in this feud. There hasn't been much go down to make me care one way or the other. Am I alone on an island here? Uh, you're not. Uh, the one thing that I have to get out of the way, watching uh, Baszler and Rousey's entrance mm-hmm. is painful for, multi- for multiple reasons. Number one, I don't know that, that Shayna has any like hip sockets left. Because if you look, she can barely walk and barely keep up with Ronda going down the ramp. I don't know if it's MMA injuries or whatever, but she yeah. just looks like she's in pain when she walks down to the ring. Uh, but but similar to, to what you said, it's not that I dislike anyone um, in this group of people. It's just that something is not landing with this group of people. Um I think that while Shayna and uh, Ronda are a great pairing as a tag team, um, the, the mic skills are lacking. Um, there, there's an experience uh, as a tag team that you have to have. Now, granted, you can only get there by being a tag team, but there's just not a lot of good tag team fundamentals uh, in this group either. So do I think we can get there? Of course. Right now, I'm... I'm not super vested or interested in it, but I'm by all means going to give them a chance for me to be thankful that I I tuned in for that match. On the contrary, a story that's been told very, very well, probably only second to the bloodline, and that's the world champ Seth freaking Rollins taking on Finn Balor. It's like they picked right up where they left off where when they were fighting to be the first universal champion back in the day. All the callbacks have been great. I'm just wondering if we'll see Finn climb into the ring or is it going to be the demon? Because that could be the deciding factor in this match. What do you say? Yeah, um, I, I feel like with how much the crowd loves the demon, I feel like mm. um, we would have got that promoed a little earlier. Yeah. Um, however, um, with some new creative booking, I think it could be a last-minute surprise. Um, I'm really torn on the outcome of this match. I, I've I've said for weeks or going back several weeks that I don't think Seth is a longtime champion. I can't quite pinpoint um, where I think that he's going to to take that off-ramp on the championship. Um, I feel like if it is Finn Balor, it's probably not going to be now. Um, I, I feel like Seth will retain at Money in the Bank, um, but if, if there's a continuing feud with Finn Balor, I could totally see them throwing him a bone as a way to... Um, uh, He's, he's been in the main event picture before, uh, but those who were in charge of booking previously didn't see as much in him as, say, other people can. And yeah. so I think Finn uh, stands great potential to be a incredible world champion, but it's not, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And so when is what we're waiting on. Thinking about whether they would do this at this premium live event versus another one, I was trying to think of titles in the, in, in the more recent era that have been exchanged overseas Hmm. and there really haven't been Mm. i mean all you think about all those times we've been to to saudi arabia 
and there really has there's been titles given there's been things happen there's been you know like uh, what did um uh braun Strowman had the uh, uh a makeshift title when he won the longest reigning the, champ man the greatest <laughs> royal rumble yeah exactly <laughs> and that's you know i don't know that's the only thing i've seen them do actually switch a title overseas hasn't been something that i can remember that they've done mm-hmm. in the last five ten years mm-hmm. so for them to do something like that at this point now would be major uh yep. women's money in the bank match zelina vega becky lynch bailey eo sky trish stratus and zoe stark are all in this match i can literally see any any of these women making the climb and claiming the briefcase and being successful with a cash-in there's so many intertwined feud feuds mixed with potential backstabs in this match as well if there's one the only odd woman out i could see is zelina mm-hmm. and that may be what works in her advantage in a match like this with everybody else fighting each other if she's not really in a battle with anyone she can climb that ladder and take home that briefcase yep. later on this afternoon yeah uh great lineup for this match i'm super stoked yeah. to see it um in terms of predictions man it's tough you know i'm looking i'm looking over here at at the names and if you're really going to pin me down on somebody, I, I feel like it will be more of the unconventional pick. So um, I'm going to say it's going to actually be between Zoe Stark and EO Sky um, is yeah. kind of what I'm leaning into. And if I had to pick one of those, I'm probably going to lean into EO Sky, um, mm. which has positives and negatives. I mean, she is a great competitor, great in-ring performer, no English. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so that that's always the tough part but but maybe we'll just get a bunch of Oscar and Neo Sky yelling at each other in whatever <laughs> language they're speaking which I mean that that could be pretty enjoyable so could be fun right yeah in the guys Ricochet Shinsuke Nakamura Santos Escobar Butch LA Knight Damian Priest and Logan Paul I think there are many stories here in this match but the only one that matters is L.A. Knight wins or we riot. That's Plain right. and simple. And maybe if that's 1A and we have a 1B, this is the other one. If Logan Paul wins, we riot. Yep. Out of this group of gentlemen, <laughs> is there anyone you see winning and cashing in a world title shot other than L.A. Knight? Um, I I think there's something to be said for Damian Priest. Um, yeah. He yeah. has done a lot um, a lot of the the behind the scenes talk is that he has been uh, very impressive to the brass um, there. Um, I love watching Logan Paul wrestle. I I don't want him in the title picture right now. Um, yeah. In this new season of wrestling that we're in, the last thing that we need is a part timer holding a title, especially with Roman kind of shifting into that role. Rightfully so. Dude's been paying his dues for a long time. D- dude doesn't need to be killing himself at every live event, every pay-per-view, every Monday night, Friday night, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, but we can't have everybody doing that. And so um, we need, whoever has the briefcase needs to be there on a weekly basis to give us those constant teases, those constant promos of, uh, of, of man, am I going to do it tonight? Am I going to do it now? Am I going to do it? And so um, Logan Paul being that guy, I'd prefer not. So, um, LA night or we riot, 
But if if he can't win and I can't riot because whatever reason, then I'm going to go with Damian Priest. Well, also, I don't see all three members of the Judgment Day losing. I don't see Damian Priest not getting the briefcase and um, uh, Dom losing his match and see uh, Finn Balor losing his match. I, d- yep. I just think that they're on too hot of a roll for So one of those three, at least one of those three, is going to happen. And you're right. It very likely could be Damian Priest with a briefcase at the end of the men's Money in the Bank. And that's not even the main event. Now we get to the big one. The Bloodline Civil War. <laughs> no doubt the best story in pro wrestling in the last two decades at least. Yep. Jimmy and Jay take on their brother Solo and the Tribal Chief and Undisputed Champion Roman Reigns. It's a match I almost don't even want to talk about or speculate on. It's one I just want to watch. No phone in hand to tweet. No, Not being distracted by any social media. Ringer turned off. Favorite place on the couch claimed. Sit back and watch the magic happen in this match. Because if they proved nothing else with this story, it's that we're going to love what we see no matter what. Where's your head at? in this match and do you even want to give a prediction on this one do i don't i'm not going to because what we've learned with this storyline is there's it's an onion man we have no yeah. idea where it's going what it's doing I, I don't even want to touch a prediction with a 10-foot pole because there's no telling what could come out of left field and so what what i know is this i could not tell you anything about what i think could happen what i can tell you is that what? however this ends is going to be very unique. Um, this is not going to be any type of traditional ending where there's a winner and a loser. Yeah. I don't even I don't even feel confident saying that the match will conclude at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I I'm really looking forward to it because they it's almost like the name and the title and the build up to this and everything. They want you to think that this is some type of climax to the story. No. No, 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 no. It's another battle. It's just another, another stop along the way. I think we got a long way to go, but what, whatever happens in it, I feel like it's going to be very different and and very unique. Yep. It's going to be a fun day of wrestling. WWE Money in the Bank live from London's O2 Arena. Three o'clock Eastern, two o'clock Central. Tonight, AEW Collision on TNT. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to this channel on YouTube and then scroll down and click on other channels we love and click on the Manchild Chronicles. First episode on YouTube drops this Thursday. Michael, as always, good to see you again this week on the Wrestle Chat Podcast, bud. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to watching Money in the Bank and talking about it with you guys next week here on the Wrestle Chat Podcast. We'll see you then. As a parent, no two days are ever the same. At Care.com, you can find trusted and flexible sitters to help manage your family's ever-changing schedule. Care.com can even help you out with housekeepers, dog walkers, senior caregivers, and more. So you can find care for all you love. And 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background checked with CareCheck, a key first step in hiring confidently. To get the help you need to make it all work, sign up now and find a great sitter at Care.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.